You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining me this morning. For those of you who may be joining us for the first time, my name is Tiffany Nelson, and welcome to the Soul Sisters channel, dedicated to encouraging one another through the sharing of our authentic and sometimes messy lives. Two weeks ago, LaTanya Keys, also known as LT, talked about building a relationship with God during difficult times. Then Joanne Weber taught us how to live faithfully in challenging times. Today is part two of LaTanya's lesson, and I've entitled it, Work It Out, Sister, by Walking with God. I'm going to pray and dive in. Dear God, be with us today as we connect in this moment. Teach us, reveal yourself to us, and help us all to walk away encouraged and empowered and eager to face our lives, however messy or clean they might be. Thank you for this time again to be together. Allow us to really grow from being in your word. Amen. So we're almost two months in to 2021. And I don't know about those of you listening, but some days it feels like it has been eight months and other days I'm like, what? It's March? Where did the time go? And I personally feel like a lot of life has happened during this time. And sometimes I can't keep track of it all or even keep up. So let me bring everyone up to speed. Last year, some of you may recall, I did a lesson entitled Path to Peace. And I was sharing about a decision I needed to make and the spiritual process I embarked on. Well, here's the update. I was interviewing for a new role and got a promotion at the firm I've been with for almost 23 years. I got the offer on election day, 2020, And we agreed I would start officially January 4th, 2021. I was excited. I felt good about how I invited God and others into my process. And I felt great going into the end of 2020. One month later, on December 2nd, I got a call from the facility where my mom was staying, saying there was a COVID-19 exposure and they would all be tested but so far so good. Well, December 11th, I was notified she would go to the hospital. December 17th, I got a call that she was being moved to the ICU and I had to give approval for a ventilator. December 21st, I received a call saying the recommendation was to take her off the ventilator and basically allow her to receive comfort care until she passed. December 23rd, my family scheduled a Zoom funeral to say goodbye to my mom. December 24th, we took her off the ventilator and I was expecting to wake up Christmas morning to a call that she had passed away. Well, she didn't die. She lived and I thank you all who prayed for me during that time. She is doing well and thriving. It literally is a miracle. On December 31st, when she was discharged, I was celebrating New Year's Eve by crying myself to sleep. 
Finally, the 20 plus days of anxiety and decisions were over. On January 1st, I woke up and went for a walk and cried for another 45 minutes straight just to cleanse and heal. I really struggled wondering, is this what new is supposed to be? As a result of the last 21 days of December and all the early morning calls and the decisions, I was literally riddled with anxiety. I could barely answer my phone in the morning. And on top of that, I was starting a new role at my firm in three days. After crying on January 1st, I felt ready to start. I was excited, etc. January 4th comes and within the first two weeks of starting the new role, my mom was back in the hospital for something minor and I was now managing 15 people, a 100% increase from my prior role. Working with a new set of peers in a different business unit and I'm meeting a bunch of new people. I felt a lot of internal pressure to perform and deliver, to impress my new group and not let down all those who had high hopes for me. I had leftover anxiety from the situation with my mom and then the newness of a new role was a big source of anxiety and my nature is to work it out myself. I am an achiever and so my performance matters Results matter, success matters. Proverbs 21.2 reads, Every man's way is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs and examines the hearts of people and their motives. There are times when my desire to achieve is rooted 100% in fear and anxiety that is in my heart. Fear of failure, fear of looking bad, fear of disappointing people, you name it, fear. In John 14, Jesus had just finished telling the disciples some new info. He would be crucified and he would not always be with them. And that was hard for them. And I want to walk through how Jesus taught them to work it out by walking with God and how subsequently it helped me too. John 14, one through three reads, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, I would have told you. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am you know the way to the place where I'm going. You know, Jesus started off by telling them basically to relax. Like they didn't have to grind this thing out. And in the same way, I don't have to grind it out. I was talking um, to Michelle Carrillo, who leads our women's ministry just yesterday before I came here And she gave me this great analogy. She was like, grinding it out is like being on a ship and putting up the sails, but then you pull out the oars and row at the same time. I wanna read a little bit from my journal, um, just some things that I was feeling 
and what this scripture meant to me. After reading this, I, I reflected and I said, God doesn't want me to be worried and troubled. I can trust God and Jesus. They have room for me in their lives. They are making room. They want to be with me. And, you know, that was calming for me. It was relaxing. I feel like God is teaching me that he's with me, that I can relax and trust him. It's really hard for me to relax and not grind it out because it's almost like an involuntary reflex because I've been doing it so long. And God works through things that I cannot control to get my attention, almost like to break or interrupt the pattern of my self-reliance and give me space to grow and change. You know, the second thing I'm learning is to keep it simple and don't try to make a path when there's one already. Look to Jesus and it's simpler than I think it is. In John 14, five through seven, it reads, Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. So how can we know the way? Like, have you ever been so stressed out that you can't even see what's right in front of you? In verse six, it says, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Not knowing what to do is incredibly scary for me at a very deep level. I have a plan typically for everything. I do not, I repeat, do not like uncertainty. Um, I want to share from my journal. Um, I wrote, if I want to know the way, if I'm unclear on my direction, I can look to Jesus because he wants me to know. He wants to help me have clarity. Clarity is gained when I look to Christ and God for the answers. Sometimes I don't like the answer Jesus gives me. Lord, help me when I don't like the answer you give. And let's see, then the next day I wrote, God, today I'm still wrestling with John 14, 4 through 12. The truth in my heart is that I don't always like your answer. I don't always want to do things your way. And that's so hard to face and accept. God, I have a lot of anxiety about my new job. I feel insecure. Am I adding value? Why am I there? I try to hold off speaking, but then I hear something that I can't let go. I don't always believe in you. I doubt a lot, but I can look to how you have taken care of me and provided for me in many circumstances at work. I want to perform and do well, but I feel so awkward and out of place. God, help me to wait patiently for you to trust that you always hear me, that you will get me out of the pit and place my feet on solid rock. You know, I, I don't like uncertainty so much 
that my last role literally was risk management, which I did for 19 years. Um, and it was for a clear reason because I don't like risk and uncertainty. But God lovingly interrupts that and says, there is always clarity with him. And what I'm learning is clarity about something does not mean you know the outcome of something. And they are mutually, um, and uncertainty and insecurity are two different things. They are mutually exclusive. And just because I'm uncertain does not mean I have to be insecure. Think about a toddler when they start walking. If their parent were to up and walk away, what does the toddler do? They just start walking. They're not thinking about how new to walking they are or that they might fall or even that they have no clue where they're going. They just focus on mom or dad or grandma or grandpa or auntie and they just walk. Psalm 40 and verse four reads, Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside, to, who, do, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. And I'm guilty of creating other gods when I feel uncertain and, and insecure. They might be my gifts or talents, my successive, my successes. Even my tenure at my firm can be a God when I'm uncertain, but those things will never make me secure. And Jesus is saying to me, Tiffany, look to me, just keep your eyes on me. Even if you fall or fail, I have you. A few verses up in Psalm 40 verse one, it says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. You know, the next thing I'm learning is about belief. In John 14, 11, the Bible reads, believe me when I say that I am in the father and the father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. And I think sometimes I feel like I have to believe, I have to believe. And it's, that is stressful. Um, you know, I was, I was talking with um, Michelle again one day and we were talking about de-stressing and we were talking about plans to not stress out and, and, and I was like man planning to not be stressed out is so stressful and in the same way sometimes I can stress myself out I'm like I have to believe I have to have faith ah but what if you don't and I love this scripture because Jesus is so merciful because he knows us and he's like, look, believe what I say, or at least like at a minimum, 
believe what I've done. He's like, pick one and go with it. And I, I love options. I love options. And I like feeling like there's there's a way for me to succeed at something. And I, I feel like Jesus gets it. He, he knows me and he knows that sometimes I believe what he says and it's, it's done. It's a wrap. And he understands that sometimes I, I have a hard time holding on to what he's saying. But what I can do is I can look right into my own life and and see and believe. And when I'm feeling anxious and insecure, I have to look inside my life. You know, Robert actually recommended this journal at a leaders meeting um, and I bought it. It's the best journal ever. And literally that is the name. Look, that's the name of the journal. The best journal ever. Um, it's a true statement. There's every day there's an inspirational quote. It starts with gratitude. You write your daily personal affirmation and then you journal. Um, so I want to share some of the ways, um, some of the personal affirmations uh, that have helped me to have a stronger sense um, of my belief and faith in God. One affirmation. I am precious to God and he will take care of me. I don't have to worry or force any outcomes. The next one, I'm not defined by what I can or cannot see up ahead. Another one, I am known by God and he is interested in everything about me. And one more, I am heard by God. You know, I'm even using this journal because in the same conversation with Michelle, um, I called her back and all of this I'm sharing right now just poured was pouring out. Like I was like, what am I going to write? I don't know what to write. I know I want to I know I've been impacted really deeply by John 14. Um, I, there's so it was just like like a bunch of gobbledygook. Right. And um and I, I had my journal and I started reading things back to her. And I said, is this me? I was reading this like, oh, my goodness. And it helped me to remember. And it helped me to get in touch with like what I believe. And and I realized sometimes you can can get to that place of faith on your own. And sometimes you need a friend. And I had the sails up, but I had the oars out. I was rowing, rowing, trying to get to faith, trying to get to faith. And the truth is what I needed was a friend to to remind me. And um, I'm, I'm grateful for that. And, you know, God has blessed me with great relationships that really help my faith. And chances are, if your name has an A, D, G, J, K, L, M, R, S, or T in it, you touch my life in a significant way. And I thank you. I, I honestly think my relationships are a testament to how much God loves me because God knows I'm high maintenance and I need a lot. And he has sent me relationships to help remind me of his love for me so I can get to that place of faith. You know, my husband is a huge reminder of God's grace toward me every day because I am super intense. 
and I would not want to marry a man like me. <laughs> so God gave me Eric and he is so gracious to me in ways I literally don't deserve. The last thing I'm learning, expect to do great things. In John 14 verses 12 through 14, the Bible reads, very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the father may be glorified in the son. You may ask for me for you may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Expect to do great things. So there's a lot in this section and I'm not even going to attempt to like go through it all um, because we don't have time. But I want to hit on one thing. You know, Jesus and God are invested in me growing in you growing and learning and bringing God glory. And what I learned is I don't have to worry about like growing and changing in an unhealthy way. Like I can be stressed out about growing and changing. I'm like, gotta work, gotta grow. You know, like it's crazy. Um, sometimes up in here. So, you know, I can really get stressed out about growing and changing and improving and being more like Christ. Um, because I am literally that controlling that I don't trust Jesus and God will lead me to bring God glory. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, I know better here. Let me do it my way, God. Um, and I think that's really sad in some ways, um, because in John 14, 10, like this is like the nugget that I found. It says, what does it say? Let me get there. It says, don't you believe that I am in the father and that the father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the father living in me who is doing his work. Um, that was super convicting because I'm like, if God works in the son, how much more in me? How much more in you? And that was like, woof, I can just, you know, you got to do a shoulder, neck a little bit, sit up, sit back, relax and go, okay. I don't have to stress out about giving God glory. I can expect to do great things. So I want to wrap up part two of work out, work it out, sister, by encouraging all of us to walk with God and relax, keep it simple, believe and expect great things. Thank you all so much for taking the time to listen to me and to hear what I'm learning. I hope it's been helpful to you and have a great day. Thank you. You've just listened to the Metro LA podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.